Welcome to the future of email. I'm Dr. Matthew Dunn, founder and CEO of Campaign Genius. We help email platforms grow by giving their customers the power of real-time visual media in their email marketing. We believe that email is the critical civil media channel today for business and commerce. This podcast features the leading innovators in email marketing. Stick around to the end. I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on the Cutting Edge podcast on the future of email. Let's go. Good morning. This is Dr. Matthew Dunn, host of the Future of Email Marketing. Should say good afternoon. And my guest this afternoon, a guy I've really been looking forward to speaking with about all this email stuff, is Brian Sisolak. Brian is uh, VP of this, that, and the other, and is going to introduce himself at Trilogy Interactive. Take it away, Brian. Tell people about I will. you. I'm, I'm doing well, doing well on this this afternoon. Um, afternoon, so, yeah. And, and I'm going to throw in uh, this evening in case anyone is listening to this while, you know, doing dishes after the yeah, kids are in yeah. bed. So, well, it's so we dark out from the smoke, I barely know. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Yeah, uh, VP of Technology Services at Trilogy Interactive. Yeah. Uh, we're a full-service digital agency. We service kind of nonprofit advocacy and political campaigns um, here in the United States, primarily. Right. Um, I wear a lot of email geek hats from deliverability to new tech to what is this thing Apple is doing is my latest uh, kind of joy yes. with that word. Yes, yes. Brian and I are smiling at each other because somehow we've ended up as sort of the like kind of go-to people because we actually are bothering to sit down and test betas and stuff. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I, I will say it's been fun. Um, I mean, it's, you know, email is, we don't have a lot of pivotal moments in email, let's be honest. Uh, and this is certainly one of the most, I, I, it is really the most pivotal. I, I mean, I've been doing it for, so for 15-ish years. Yeah, I was going to say, you've been at, you've been in the, you know, really in the email space a lot more deeply than I have. So I was curious to hear, hear your read on it because, because, you know, relatively new or long, but relatively new to email, particularly marketing, it just seemed like, whoa, this woke everybody up. Oh, for sure. And it's such a, it affects so many different things um, in terms of the tactics we can use, um, in terms of the data we're going to have. And as you know, those of us who have been testing it kind of dig into it more and more, we keep going, oh, and then there's, in fact, I have this uh, Twitter thread that I, I did like the first day uh, the, the beta came out. Yeah. And then the next day I was like, oh yeah, but then there's this other thing. And I had to go add to that. And then two days later, it's like, oh, we're going to lose this other data point. Right. So now we can't tell this. And so it's been really an evolution. And I will say it hasn't changed much since then because the beta hasn't really changed. Yeah, um, we we really need to see this thing at scale um, and go yeah. go live at this point. Yeah, yeah, and 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 the scale behavior for uh, as 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 your friends at Litmus said, they're going to cache half the world's email images. <laughs> just, just just a small task. Just a small That's task. a non-trivial thing to turn on. Well, we'll 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 come back to that. Let's talk about more interesting stuff. How did a liberal arts college guy from Poli Sci end up in email? <laughs> ah, well, so this many years back, I worked on the John Kerry campaign. I was a volunteer. I was literally doing some data entry of donation data. Mm -hmm. And uh, the room, you know, you, you can think about volunteers don't get the nicest space uh, in a political office. Card tables, right? <laughs> and so the room next to us was what they affectionately called the Internet team back then, which everyone was like, well, what do those people do? So I know the Internet go go be next to the volunteers. Um, and someone came over and was like, 
you seem to be typing fast. Do you know these things called computers and the internet? And um, I started, went on the other side of the wall and, and joined the internet team there, did a Never couple of different that. things on the carry campaign and have been in that world ever since. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And that, that was carry campaign was early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Was, and then, yeah, you, then you, George, George Bush's reelection. Yeah. Or George H.W. Bush's reelection. Yeah. The other guy. Uh, and then you also spent some time working on the Obama campaign, right? Yeah. Uh, so um, after the Kerry campaign, I kind of did something else for a little bit. And then I joined um, Mayfield Strategy Group, which was a, a couple of folks who were on the Kerry uh, Internet Internet team started Mayfield Strategy Group. I went and joined them. Uh, we were working for Hillary Clinton. One of the first emails I actually sent, I did not send email for John Kerry. Uh, but the first email I would have sent would have been for Hillary Clinton's um, Senate re-election campaign um, oh, in wow. December of a year that's going to escape me uh, on the top of my head. But <laughs> those were definitely the first emails I sent. Um, and then Mayfield Strategy Group ended up merging with some other firms a couple of years later. Um, I also spent some time on the Obama campaign uh, on their been a digital team. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I've, I've done a couple couple of those. And, and, you know, I still to this day hit the big red send button uh, for a couple of our clients here at Trilogy. Nice. Nice. Well, that's uh, that that puts you in a kind of the, the, you know, the cutting edge of of the political world adopting and adapting to the to the net sounds like. Indeed, indeed. And, you know, sometimes we do things that you know, the corporate space doesn't, it, we do it first. Sometimes they do it first. Sometimes it goes back and forth. Yeah. Um, you know, we move very quick and very aggressively in the political space. I mean, you know, we not jokingly uh, do work 18 hour days um, on those campaigns, particularly yeah. in, in the end. And, you know, it's one of those, you know, there's a deadline that you we're, we're you can't move. There's an election. If you want it done, you have to get it done before election day. You can't be like, oh, well, we were going to ship that product in Q1, but now we're going to ship it in Q2. <laughs> like we were that talking about. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't work. Happen. Doesn't work. And and uh, corporate email marketers, from what I can tell from our customers, are, are, are either it all has to happen yesterday or they'll kick it down the road another you know month or right. something like that. It's kind of it's vexing at times. Indeed. Like. When are you going to do this again? Because we're kind of standing here waiting to help, huh? So, uh, do you still enjoy the the? I mean, you guys are your trilogy fairly heavily involved in politics and I think nonprofits as well. Yes, yes, we are um, very heavily. Uh, I work with some of our larger nonprofit clients, um, uh, but we have a lot of you know we have some clients that use us as kind of a, a tech stack platform. Some clients use us as a full service agency. Okay. Kind of varies uh, from client to client. Um, okay. I still, in fact, just before we recorded this today, I was coding up an email, and after this, I'll be coding up another email. Um, you know, I I I actually really enjoy that. Um, yeah. I enjoy the the production of it. It also allows me to, you know, when things like Apple come out or, you know, Gmail annotations or any of the kind of big changes we've had recently, it allows me to have someone to, you know, test things with, to, to play around with, see, get some data behind. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you use that, you know, the phrase play around with, because I mean, you didn't, you didn't go through a, a comp sci program, neither did I. Um, and like, that's how you, that's how you stay technologically up to date is you got to stay curious and tinker and get under the hood because uh, it's right. going to get reinvented next year anyway. 
That's right. I mean, I was one of those kids. Um, I'm not even sure kids know what this is anymore. Desktop computers uh, <laughs> who would take a desktop computer apart and, you know, it sat there without the case for six months while you swapped different um, audio cards out. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> you know, and uh, so, yes, I'm a tinker. I mean, no one, you know, we could do a whole episode on how do people get into the email marketing space. I can guarantee you this. No one went to college to learn email marketing. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. It's uh, it's uh, it's a way to sort of uh, mutt a field in terms of skills required and and likely career paths and stuff like that but part of that's part of the fun isn't it indeed no i and this has been a big moment to to have some fun so yes yeah yeah and and you know people knock desktop computers but a they sort of started making a little bit of a comeback when when the pandemic hit and people were like oh i'm gonna sit and work in the same place and 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 and, and i have the beast here my incredibly souped up almost 12 year old uh mac pro and they're getting <laughs> pride from my cold dead dead fingers so to speak because because i can keep cranking things up because i can still get under the hood and tinker with the actual yeah. machine right like hmm yeah it, I, it it never ceases to amaze me that the bubble just keeps getting bigger and the edge that you've got to learn on keeps getting proportionally larger it's just not there there aren't enough hours in the day no, there are not. And, um, you know, there's uh, the thing that still astonishes me about these changes that are coming up is how many people need to learn about them. You know, there are a lot of techniques and tactics we use in email marketing that 90 percent, 90 percent of email coders will never use um, or 70 percent. What You know, they're yeah. more advanced techniques. They don't they require advanced data sources or things like that. This impacts everyone. everybody. Yeah, Everybody, yeah, every yeah, platform, yeah. no matter what you use to send your emails, this will impact you. And I'll, I'll stick a big old pin, pin in for a second. Say, so if you're listening to this and you're saying, what are these guys talking about? Um, Apple announced at their Worldwide Developer Conference this summer of 21, 2021, a thing called email privacy. Uh, and they're going to change how they handle um, images in email, most prominently pixel images that marketers have been using for a couple of decades to, uh, to get indicators of things like email opens. So it's, it's a, it's a really big deal. It's like someone just took away the speedometer or tachometer or something out of, <laughs> out of half of the cars that people are driving. And there's more than a bit of consternation and a surprising amount of blithe ignorance. A lot of, Folks who do email marketing in a significant way don't don't know this is coming yet. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm shocked. Um, ah, uh, shocked is the wrong word. Uh, I shouldn't be shocked, um, but I am surprised. Um, even in the depths of like the email geek Slack channel, where we talk about this a lot, um, you know, I there's still occasional question will come up, and it's like, oh, nope, that's not that's not how it works. Um, you don't know that this tactic is not going to work in the future, but be, even beyond that world, um, you know, as far as I know, um, very few of the major email service providers have informed their clients and they're going to be the real outreach, uh, for that. And, um, it's now, and it's a little tough because we also don't exactly know what's going to happen. Um, no platforms have announced any kind of great changes in the way they're going to do things because it's all kind of still, we think we know, but it's a little up in the air. So it's, what do you tell your clients? We're having that internal discussion here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. yeah. I also, I also think, you know, 
pretty strong suspicion about this because we uh, we we campaign genius. We partner with a fair number of ESPs, and as I've reached out to talk, say, here's what we're doing with the things we do with real time content. I'm I'm a little surprised that the folks I'm talking with are either like, yeah, we sort of heard about that. Or yeah, we wondered what you were gonna do because I was like, "What are you gonna <laughs> what do? What are you gonna do? Right? Because yes. you're gonna have everyone. Your customer is gonna say, "Why do my open rates all of a sudden look completely different?" Mm-hmm. And you're gonna have to explain explain what you're gonna do about it. Uh, explain how they can make sense of it. Like I don't see how you get out of that <laughs> frontline position if they're using your platform to send stuff and paying you for it. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I don't think it's gonna be. Like, come, we're going to make up a date here. So Apple has announced this will be released in September. So we're going to play September 20th is the day. Sure. Uh, that is not correct. I have no inside intelligence here. This is a made up date. It doesn't mean September 21st, our numbers are going to radically change overnight. In fact, they may change so slowly over the next three to four months that a lot of people even miss it if they're not informed. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. people have to upgrade iOS. They have to opt into this mail privacy protection, which everyone will do. Everyone will agree. Yeah. Agreed. But then there is the other unknown as to what scale Apple is going to run this at. And if I had to guess now, I am going to guess they will not be running it at a hundred percent of accounts that are on iOS 15 devices. So there's also a, a scale and a ramp up period there. Mm. Um, I've kind of come around in the last couple of weeks to we probably have a little bit more time than we had been worried about. We might be able to get through October, end of November with some bad data in there, but not a ton. Um, We may even be able to like snapshot our data, um, you know, right before this comes out and kind of stretch that through the end of the year. Yeah. so that, that's where my head is at the moment. But, you know, talk to me. Let's record this next week. <laughs> see, we'll see if I change my mind. Yeah, I mean, we're, we've got a tentative, uh, I think, November-ish date to do, you know, to do another webinar on this. Um, I, you, you mentioned November. And for the, for the for-profit world, particularly retailers, um, that's one of the reasons this seems like such a pinch to me is, is depending on how aggressive, as you said, uh, the implementation and rollout and adoption is – having these measures be different right when you're trying to make the holiday season profitable is going to create. Yep. That's um, serious. Yeah. And, and, and I do think there will be some like, you know, as, as a specific example, right. Um, automations where you run and there's a decision based on, well, this person opened the email or didn't no. open the email. Yeah. 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 I think those very quickly, you're going to be sending the wrong email. Agreed. You know, Sometime, certainly by late November, right? That the <laughs> that period where retail wants to send email, that's where they're going to start having problems. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 to be fair to the you know to the ESPs and marketing clouds and so on that are that that are, that are going to have to grapple with this sooner or later. This has been a heck of an aggressive timeline. I mean, to go from announcement what early June to potential implementation three months later. September, like most companies do not have the dev resources to go, oh yeah, well, we'll, we'll change that really fundamental measure that's been sitting there running the same way for the last, you know, 10, 12, 15 years. It's, that's just not an easy lift. No, it's not. And I suspect that some of them, um, so to get into some of the kind of gory technical details, um, one way 
an ESP can tell that someone opens on an iPhone is what called the user agent. Uh, and so that user agent, when you open a tracking pixel, will tell your ESP, oh, I'm opening on an iPhone. Yeah. Um, and that user agent data is going to get obfuscated by Apple in, in, as part of this process. Well, the user agent is a, is a very critical piece of information, but I'm going to bet you is not saved by a significant number of ESPs. I think you're right. So yeah. they have to go way back in their technology stack. They have yeah. to go back, yeah. you know, four or five layers deep, add the functionality to record it, move it from a database to a database to a database, then build some reporting on top of it. While at the same time, we all don't actually know the scale this thing is going to be at. So like, is that investment worth it? I under, I totally understand and respect that they're waiting to see what happens yeah. before making what is potentially a very significant investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah big, uh, and, and, and one that, one that unavoidably touches other things. So it's not just about this isolated module. It's, it's That's all right. the way through to reporting statistics and and potentially potentially uh, you know billing reporting kind of stuff, um, which is always a delicate balance too. Yeah, it 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 you know it's, it, it's going to be at least a year of what's it actually? How's this actually work? How, you know, how much does it actually affect this? How much do people care about it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> and, and there are, the API we use says there's over 13,000 unique user agent strings. So I can see why they probably were not, not trying to bother with that for a long time. Um, and now all of a sudden it's material. That's right. Exactly. Painful. Yeah. No. And, and it probably, I mean, before the other proxies in the world existed, Gmail, Yahoo, um, and to lesser degree Outlook, um, I bet it was a much larger number than 13,000. Yeah, um, right. And uh, now it's become a much smaller number, which actually has some from a kind of technical standpoint, makes it a little easier. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 It, but, yeah. It may. <laughs> but still, they don't, if, they, if you don't record the data, you can't flow it all the way to your customer. You can't alter reporting. You know, the, the example that is often used is, well, could my ESP show me my open rate, excluding all of this phantom unknown Apple data? And the answer is yes, absolutely, everyone can. But to do that, they have to record the data a lot, you know, four platforms away in, internally and get that data over update reporting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as we talked about, I think the other day, if you know, if, if Apple sticks with here's the user agent string, because that's not standardized. No one makes anybody do anything in that world. I mean, I've made up user agent strings for testing just to keep myself awake. Uh, so if Apple either changes at the last minute, decides to vary it or something else, it makes the job a whole lot more complicated, which goes to your basic. I'd wait and see, too, if I were one of these platforms. I'd like, OK, I know that's going to be an impact. But and <clears throat> to be fair to vendors, you, me, uh, ESPs included. I none of us were sitting here going, I got, I got a plan for just in case Apple does this or Google does that. Like we all had a full plate already, and and so adapting this sucks for sure. And it's so hard to test. I mean, that's that's the thing that um, you know when when it first came out, and I will say that the beta has functionally not changed since it really? since it was released, yeah, yeah. Um, as far as we can tell. Right, there may be a lot going on in the background, um, yeah. but we don't know. It's even been hard to test because we see this behavior Apple's talking about sometimes, but not others. And, you know, we're talking here about 
uh, I'll talk for a moment about kind of the pre-fetching of these open tracking pixels, uh, which will cause the images to load before the user actually opens the email. Um, we don't know when this is going to happen. We don't know how regularly it's going to happen. There are different ways accounts can be hooked up to iPhones. iPhones can be on Wi-Fi. They can be on cellular. They can be their battery can be running out. They can be running out of storage space. And we don't have any insight into any of that, in, yeah. into how those different kind of fluctuations in the iOS environment will impact this functionality that they've talked about, um, yeah. which they hyped up. And, and you know, some people kind of, I think, are leaning towards the, well, you know, we don't see this happening a lot, so maybe it's not going to be a big deal. Um, if someone wants to put 50 bucks on whether Apple is going to be successful in this or not, uh, I would not bet again. Take the bet. Yeah, yeah. Don't take the, the don't take the bet. I mean, Apple has the resources to do this. We yeah. we can already tell, for example, that they have they're working with multiple uh, vendors for their distributed uh, proxy. Right. Mm -hmm. We you can see based on IP addresses and who owns those IPs that they're already working with some of the biggest names out there. Um, and they're working with multiples of them. This is a massive investment they have made. I mean, you know, I'm going to guess they've been thinking about this for six years. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and it's part of a larger, it's, it's a small part of a much larger direction for Apple as a company. Uh, Ben, Ben Thompson, who I, I quote frequently because I have a high regard for his, his thinking and writing uh, calls it a strategy credit. Like Apple's going to get, Brownie points from the universe for this, whether it's easy, whether it's hard, they're going to get brand brownie points mm -hmm. for this move. And, and that amazing sort of pivot they've pulled off to become the privacy company. Absolutely. Gets, gets burnished all the more. Um, and frankly, email marketing is just kind of collateral damage. I doubt it. I doubt it was particularly front of mind in, in the decision. Absolutely. I mean, I, and, and, you know, when I, they did app tracking, you know, they, they prevented a lot of apps from doing tracking in version 14.5. Mm -hmm. This is kind of an extension of that. Yeah. Um, it step. makes it, it, I do kind of like play this thought experiment with myself. Ooh, what are they going to do next? Like what's the next thing that they could mess with? Yeah. Um, yeah. And because they have branded themselves as the privacy company because yeah. the others, <laughs> have gone the other direction. Yeah, yeah. And the others, the others, you know, Apple, most of their money is made. They have a substantial advertising business. People seem to forget that. But most of their money comes from people buying these and buying into the ecosystem of these and buying apps on these. Mm -hmm. um, and if like, you know, my, I've said this before, if, if Apple sells, you know, iCloud on steroids, the safe internet two years in the future, my lovely wife will be at the front of the line saying, sign me up because she mm -hmm. would love, she would pay for the a perception of privacy. Mm -hmm. And for a buck and a buck 99 a month or whatever it's going to cost, you'll be like, ah, two bucks a month. That's fine. Two bucks a month times, you know, a couple hundred million users. Hey, lo and behold, turns out to be real money. <laughs> it turns out to be a dollar here, a billion there. <laughs> Pretty soon you're talking real money. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. The other thing, and then we'll get off the, we'll get off the Uber geek train. The other thing that makes this, uh, sticky and complicated is that uh, testing stuff on mobile devices is a hell of a jury rig. I mean, I know there are mobile dev and app companies that do this, but boy, oh boy, oh boy. I, like, where's my, you know, network general sniffer? I'm dating myself here. Like, where, like the tool set you'd use on a real computer isn't available <laughs> On that yes, I cannot. Computer. I cannot crack this iPhone open yeah. and get into its memory. Nope. 
nope, definitely nope. does not exist. No, nope, um, you can't. You, you know, you can't clamp a wire on the side and and, wa- and watch the uh, <laughs> watch the signal, so to speak. No, yeah. no, I did. I did try a little bit. Um, yeah. I hooked up my iPhone to Fiddler, and you can you can yeah. just watch some yeah, of the traffic, but within yeah. the apps themselves, you you can't see what's going on. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's it's, and you know, some people have said, well, can you? Can you see the images when they're cached on the iPhone? And it's like, no, those things are buried so deep and encrypted. We're not being going to be able to. See. Can you can you delete them? No, you can't. No, we have no control over this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. I mean, I'm. We've just taken the. It it is what it is. It is. Let's plan for the most aggressive case, and and make hay if it's less aggressive than that. So you know, kind of, we're we're kind of kind of a little uh, sort of you know disaster prepping or something like. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely, right. Yeah. I mean, it's because we we do expect the worst, and 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 it probably won't be that. Although yeah. I think it will get to that eventually. I, I think it's yeah, going to be a I little see. slower than we've kind of feared initially. Well, the main main thing is it's you know any degree of uncertainty equals now you have to handle the statistics differently. So if it's ten percent, twenty percent, something like that. It's still like, oh, my open rate wasn't what it used to be. My triggers can't behave like they used to. So we'll have to grapple with this stuff anyway. There's real time content stuff that we're just going to shoot between the, you know, shoot between the eyes because of this. Frankly, it's not stuff that I was going to miss that much anyway. Um, and then there's other things that actually will probably improve a little bit and we'll figure out how to, how to, do something with that. In for the sure. Bargain. You're like, hey, thanks for edge caching for free. I appreciate that, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, that gives uh, that gives Trilogy a year plus. Ooh, probably good that this is an off cycle thing uh, for the, uh, you know, 2022 midterm. It should be kind of bedded down by then. Oh, yeah, for sure. By then we'll have adjusted every, I mean, you know, I think Q1 of next year, uh, yeah. the concept of looking at opens and we, we've already adjusted our reporting for clients, right? We already, you know, yes, we are still showing some opens and some open rates and some numbers and, you know, clients, um, the, you know, those numbers were already, it's actually been really fascinating. Now that I have dug more into this world of prefetching, I can now like see the Gmail app doing it pretty regularly. Yeah. Um, I've now seen the Yahoo app doing it as, as well. And and we always kind of, we always knew that happened. Uh, we're still not, still the scale is much smaller than what we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, but it is one of those things that reminds you that, yeah, we we have these data points, but they're not even terribly reliable already. <laughs> um, Apple is certainly taking something that was fairly reliable and making it not at all reliable. Um, probably, maybe. They're, they're, I'm going to throw in the caveat of like, eh, we think so here. And, uh, but yeah, no, we, we, on the political time space, we have some time to adjust, uh, my nonprofit clients with end of the year fundraising ability, that's gonna be a little rough, but I think what we can definitely ride out the data, right? We can ride out the data up until the iOS 15 release or shortly thereafter. Um, I was just actually, uh, you know, pretty much the day iOS 15 comes out, uh, we're going to be going in and snapshotting a lot of our clients' data when Mm. it comes to open, like last open date, for example. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, go snapshot it because we don't know what's going to happen with it. And it's kind of hard to recreate that even always can be done limitless time and money. Anything is possible, (laughs) but it, but it's much easier on that day to go in and snap your last open date for every record you have in your database, just save it to Excel and CSV if it exceeds that and, um, have it around just in case, you know, like two weeks later we go, Whoa, like 60% of our records all of a sudden have opened in the last two weeks. 
Yeah. 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 That kind of, that kind of stuff. And boy, come to think of it, I got to wonder how some of the really, uh, really complex CRM systems are going to have all sorts of wires getting crossed. Yeah. yeah it's there. It's, um, Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I'm. I don't have that job. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want. I don't want that. I don't want that job. I was talking with a gent the other day, different different uh, podcast episode, and he's a you know, HubSpot Platinum partner. I'm like, cool, respect. No, thank you, man. <sighs> Can't do that stuff. Well, let's get off the geek train for a second. Talk a bit about where email fits in in the world of uh in the world the cycles of uh activity for your uh political clients is it still uh, you know mother's milk and uh um uh, the main the main train and stuff like that uh it's it's a huge deal uh still i mean the, the thing that i was just talking about someone the other day so on that internet team on the john Kerry campaign um i'm going to say at the end of the campaign we had about 30 people or so uh, between staff and volunteers on the internet team, um, those—that's <laughs> like the email team <laughs> on some recent presidential campaigns. Yeah. Um, the teams have just gotten massive, and it's because there's so much more to do. It's such an integral part of every different aspect, uh, from fundraising to field work, um, get out the vote work. Email can be a part of all of that. It's—it's it's actually a struggle, I think, that a lot of particularly the larger campaigns have gone through uh, like and it's partially an academic conversation uh, as to which is the right approach because you can't a b test this one um is the internet like is the is the digital team a thing or does should every part of a campaign have a digital portion of it right do the does your field program yeah. um which is ha also has a massive data component i mean that's the other thing that that's changed exponentially along yeah, digital sense. is is the data are the data scientists and the data the data programs yeah. um, and the, the get out the vote data crunching that that now happens that's just astronomically larger than it was two huh. decades ago huh huh that's uh it's a lot to coordinate and a lot to yeah a lot to what's the word i'm looking for sort of th throw on a channel that that wasn't necessarily designed to do that what's that um what's that platform that's so prevalent for particularly democratic candidates um email platform uh send 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 blues uh there's one called send in blue but that's send not it, it. That, that's no not you're it. probably are you thinking of act blue perhaps act blue that's the one act blue yeah. act blue is a donation is a fundraising platform right so they they don't send in, you send emails and you direct people to act blue um, so the yeah. follow-ups that someone gets from them are still coming from the campaign, not from that platform? Uh, yeah, almost. Uh, they're like receipt emails. There's some transactional emails that come out of ActBlue. But what okay. you consider kind of traditional marketing emails come from, Would, from other platforms. From the, other, from the campaigns. Are there dominant players specifically in that niche or are those conventional ESPs? Uh, no, there are some very specific um, players in in that realm um many of them have recently been acquired by uh, a company called every action um ngp van um there was there you know over the years people have used things like blue state digital action kit salsa action network nation builder um a couple of those are no longer in existence you know 
things that have been around for a long time sometimes have to end of life uh, for, yeah. you know, because they get old. Um, and there's been a lot of actually uh, consolidation uh, in, in the industry recently interesting. Uh, around every action. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So like any other domain, right. Is, is, uh, is the client. did you hear the news the other day, by the way, the, it's a rumor at this point, MailChimp, yes. MailChimp, $10 billion, $10 billion. you know, there, there could be, um, you know, at moments like this, I always want to um, call back someone who has kind of removed himself from the partially removed himself from the email industry, Lauren McDonald, uh, and say, hey, Lauren, can you go through all the uh, mergers and acquisitions history again for us? Um, because, you know, over the last 20 years, it's yeah. it's whether I mean, in the political space has actually been much more recent. This is yeah. a phenomenon in the last three years, really, um, hmm. that I it kind of at scale. Um, but no, I mean, the email marketing industry has been it's been. The mergers and acquisitions, uh, whether by its private equity or, yeah. it's, you know, the big players, call it out, Salesforce, uh, going up and buying Adobe, someone out. Oracle. Yep, Oracle, Adobe, or it's, you know, private equity coming in and actually purchasing, you know, the former Silverpot, now acoustic platform out of IBM. Out of IBM, which, right, yeah. Uh, that's a different approach. Yeah. Um, that's that's happened there. Um, but uh, uh, Campaign Monitor Group, and we go on and on. Yeah, uh, yeah. top. It's, it's been a, and it's a lot of I mean, you mentioned the MailChimp number. It's big money because there's big money to be made in email. And <laughs> and the pandemic has just increased that kind of artificially yeah. in terms of like it's compressed it. It was always going to happen. Yeah. But we have now we now compressed it because lo and behold, all of a sudden a lot of people went online. Yeah, 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 we all get a you know six to ten year boot boot towards yeah, the future. Right. Yeah, yeah, and 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 unavoidable. And you know, you've worked in it. I've worked in it a long time. It's like, okay, welcome to my world. I figured you're going to show up sooner or later, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, and and you know, some people will float back, but you know, I, I will tell you, even here, um, I probably even do more online shopping than I did before the pandemic started for sure. Yeah, it's like, yeah. well, I kind of got that thing set up on a subscription and it just shows up every month. So I'm just going to yeah, let that yeah. go. Yeah. 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 I mean that, that the, I mean, the broad box online inside that box, the, the subscription shift is its own fascinating thing to watch. And I, I see a lot of gains there actually. Otherwise you wouldn't keep doing it. I wouldn't keep doing it. Drives my wife crazy, but once a month, uh, a big honking big bag of uh, of mixed cocktail nuts shows up from our friends down in Seattle at Amazon. She's like, "Are you still ordering those?" I was like, "I set a subscription. I I, I get it shows the, up. I can't stop it. I, I get them. I'm hungry at five, and you know, and maybe dinner's not ready, and you don't want me bothering you, so uh, I'll go have a beer and you know, bowl of nuts. So, and I don't see. It's like it's great. Like they show up. Okay, fine." Um, yeah, it's a good equation. And when people do that, if you run a subscription service, they are subscribed to your email list, and you know they are custom. Like there, you get so much data about them. Like I, you know, we, I recently signed up for um, a monthly mocktail uh, subscription, uh, raise the bar, um, and it's been great. So cool. Plug plug their name out there, um, and you know they ask like, did you like this one last month? I mean, after a year or two years worth of data, you know, real zero party data they've built on me yeah. Um, yeah. and that they know that I'm engaging. I mean, oh, what an email program I would, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and 
One of my irks, back to Apple, I know it had to go there. One of my irks about that move is that I see a lot of really responsible, respectful marketing among the email marketers that I've been spending time with. I mean, there are bad actors in any domain, but it's a remarkably effective industry at self-policing and 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 improving its game in a way that works for those end customers. And and taking away what did Chad White called taking away that conversational nod that says, yes, I'm still interested. It's like, oh, come on. You made life harder. And I don't think it was actually a huge hue and cry about pixels out there in the world. Yeah. I mean, I still have, there, there are three specific aspects where I think this might actually backfire on Apple and cause the reverse of what they expected to actually happen. This might result in a lot of people sending a lot more email because yep. we go, you know what? I know there are a bunch of phantom openers in here, just like we've had phantom, some low level phantom clickers and phantom openers for a decade. This isn't now it's just at scale. Uh, but you know what? Email's relatively cheap to send. My deliverability is okay. Okay. Yep. Let's throw another 50,000 records because they say they've opened in the last six months. So yeah. you've got that problem. Yeah. Um, you yeah. might have, they may have, we may be in a future where there's additional data sharing. You know, one of the things we can do in the United States is a lot of, data sharing between senders, um, you know, obviously, if your terms of service allows. Um, and so we may have opened up a world where there's a lot more data sharing going on, on, you know, who's alive. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. I see this person click an email. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to click a, another marketer's email, but at least we know there's a person on the other end. I mean, I've got email addresses in databases from 17 years ago at AOL. Yeah. Sorry, not pick on AOL. Uh, but they're usually, if they're 17 years old, that's usually where they're from. Um, and the email addresses still receive email, but there's literally not another human being on the other end. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nothing's ever clicked in there, right? Yeah, exactly. And um, so I think there's this weird world where Apple may have opened up some, a little bit of Pandora's box here. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, because the feedback, the feedback uh, signal weak as it was, at least there was a feedback signal. Absolutely. And yep. now, you know, clip uh, or clip the statistical validity of it. Oh, geez, you just, uh, yeah. And and because it's cheap um, to send. Uh, yeah, they'll unsubscribe if they, uh, they were going to. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I also think, I think we'll, we'll end up with weird cycle times for large-scale campaigns because you'll think, well, gee, it'd be, if we could figure out which hero image is better – and then send that to everybody else. So, ugh, yeah. It's- or, oh, that was it. I, there was a third one. I was like, this not coming to mind. Um, I, and I hate the term, but I'm afraid we're going to see a rash of clickbait emails, right? Yeah, like, yeah, because yeah. now we can't trust open. So, the signal that'll give us the signal is what that's at least. I, and of course, it's not going to be a great signal, but to your point earlier, it's something. Yeah, it's um, something yeah, and, yeah. you know, I would prefer those clicks are generated through you know the high-end content user engagement um but if at some point i've got an audience of half a million people that say they've opened in the last six months but literally four of them have clicked what am i supposed to do with those half million records like yeah yeah, yeah. is there value in there how do, how do we dig that out and that will be that will be a challenge uh for sure yeah there are ways to do it though and you know it will I mean, I think ultimately in the end, it just means a lot more work. <laughs> There's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking that like, oh man, the data maybe, guys are maybe already it's been too easy. 
Maybe that's the problem. Maybe it's been too easy. Uh, and so, you know. Yeah, it's been sort of cheap and available and, and fairly instantaneous. Yes. Which I think has been part of the attractor. The fourth one I'd stick on your stack that I, that, that credit should go to Scott Cohen at Purple. But he said, he said this early on, you were on that uh, Zoom conversation. He said, this is going to give the email guys an even better excuse to go get their hooks into the other data across the company. Ah, yes, right. Right. Hey, right. you e-commerce guys, I'm not saying we need that report. I'm saying give me that freaking report, period. <laughs> Why? Because otherwise I'm not going to put anybody on your front door. Do you really want that? Right. And I mean, it, it always one of the, I had an op-ed uh, recently in campaign and elections, and one of the key points of that to get the house in order, um, this was pre-thinking about sna- snapshotting my open data, um, but was getting the data house in order because, you know, a lot of people have relied on opens on clicks and that's all they have. Yeah. I mean, it always astonishes me how many, you know, small, medium, major multinational, uh, don't have conversion data in the same place they send email. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. that's just not an option anymore. I mean, we are losing this major data point we used to use and we've got to have, and who knows, maybe someday we'll lose another one like clicks. I mean, there, I wonder. Yeah, there, I is, a te- about that. there is a technological way yeah. to, I mean, you know, it already happens. Um, you know, it's happened for the better part of, oh gosh, 12, 13 years, I believe. Um, Barracuda spam filters, which are not used a lot in the B2C space. Um, used more, I see it at like 12 email systems, law firms, hospitals, things that have very, uh, high security requirements. Yeah, um, yeah. They're clicking every link in every email. Yeah. Well, yeah. if someone, anyone out there decide, at scale decides to go that route, we then lose click data. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, App, App, Apple's building an infrastructure that they could turn into like the world's biggest flipping proxy server for your clicks. Mm-hmm. And then you go, oh, do you want us to leave the query string off until we're sure it's safe? And and like, sounds technical, but it's impossible. No, no. And and they have an, inf- I mean, I cannot even fathom the infrastructure they have built to support this. Um, and they will be successful in it. Um, we will have to adjust. There is, there is no feedback loop to Apple where they're listening to us. No. Um, no. You know, they, it, there was one aspect of the Gmail image proxy when they released it years ago um, that they adjusted to allow real-time images. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Movable link and live clicker, I think, said it's about 2012, right? Hey, guys, Mm -hmm. you're you're killing us here for no benefit. Exactly. And and in March of the following year, all of a sudden, and and there was no announcement or anything like that, people all of a sudden just noticed, hey, Gmail changed that thing. That's Um, My expectation is 0% that Apple will make that change. Um, It will beat their purpose. And, um, you know, like I said, I wouldn't take the $50 bet that they're, they're not going to be successful at it because to go to your point earlier, this is about the brand of Apple. Yeah. 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 It is. Yeah. I mean, for, for the, for the companies in the real-time content niche, you know, Zimbula, Campaign Genius, et cetera, if they would just do, do the protocol thing with, with cache headers and, and repeat load of images, we could keep doing stuff that we'd all that we'd all worked our butts off to build Absolutely. to build. I don't expect them to do that. No, it doesn't. It actually doesn't impair their privacy thing. But like, why bother? Why would they bother? Exactly right. No, they could absolutely make the exact same change that Gmail did and maintain their their 
fantasy pillars, the constructs that they're going for. Yeah. yeah. Um, not a problem. Yeah. It would probably create some more network load, but in the category of, well, they built this giant thing anyway. Um, but now why they don't, they don't need yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Why bother? They do, by the way, I don't know if I told you this, they do pass the language flag through from the user, which I was delighted to see. I'm, 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 I'm not surprised, but I'm delighted, you know? Oh, yeah, I hadn't looked at. The, okay, yeah. Change your yeah. Change your iPhone to. Uh, I changed mine to uh, South Africa English because if I changed it to French, I'd never be able to reset you never be able it. Never find anything on a menu. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're like, honey, you you speak French? Fix this damn phone. No, I, I switched it, and then we ran tests, and like, accepts language header actually came through accurately. Oh yes. Okay. Okay. Is, there was you know, yeah. that's that's a niche thing here, but if you're a marketer in EU, that actually may matter. That's right. That's interesting. Yeah. And, you know, there are, there is a way to beat the Apple prefetching. Don't do it. Once Apple figures it out, <laughs> they're going to prevent that from happening. Like, or one of the other mailbox providers is going to start doing this. There, yeah. There's a, there's a whack-a-mole thing here. And yeah. if you start going to war with it's, it's, it's like people who try to get their, in my opinion, uh, get their emails out of the Gmail promotions tab. Yeah. Like, yeah, don't try to beat Gmail. Yeah. They have uh, more resources than you can possibly fathom and more data it? and it? more data than you can possibly fathom. They know how people, yeah. they know everything someone is doing in Gmail. Um, none of us have that access to that kind of data and, and don't try to beat the system. Don't try to beat Apple. Yeah. It's it's was it Pulitzer or Hearst? And like, look, I buy ink by the barrel. You really don't want to go to war with me. <laughs> it's like they, we buy, they buy data by the, you know, by the PETA and by yeah. the uh, Zeta. Uh, I can't pick a fight with them. No. <laughs> so uh, how long in Seattle? You're an East Coast guy, married a West Coast uh, lady, and now you're here on the West Coast. Brian and I got a chance to actually meet live by complete accident, which was very cool. But how long here in Seattle and how do you like it? Uh, so I have been here 12 years. Oh, okay. um, long stretch. Yep. Yep. 12 years now. Um, love it. Um, you know, uh, and I managed to also, you know, I've got family back East, both in DC and New York. So we also have the advantage of, you know, going back yeah. to see them a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't go back to DC in July and August. Uh, that's when my family comes out here. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, usually not, the right? better way to do it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I'll head out there, uh, when the rainy season starts here, right. uh, for, for a couple of visits. Right. Um, uh, no, I, I, I love it. Um, you know, I've got a seven-year-old and and a three-year-old, and they are fully ingrained in the <laughs> hiking, hiking, camping, sailing uh, lifestyle. That the is stuff you do in the North Pacific Northwest. That's yeah, right. yeah. Right. And to be totally honest, moving forward, they're going to be teaching me pretty soon. So that's a good thing. Yeah, yes, absolutely. It's a good thing. Yeah, I've got my my. I'm in the two boys club. They're a good bit older, and they definitely tipped over to her. I'm like, oh, you do what? Oh, can I can I go along? Could you show me how to do that? This is cool. <laughs> so, my, my I, I did a hundred and ten mile backpack last summer with my son. So you got Ooh. stuff to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. No, my my older ones in a couple summer camps this year, and every week I'm like, oh, can I go do that? So I'm, now <laughs> I'm now researching adult summer. Camp. Uh, PNW is kind of adult summer camp, but I am looking forward. I have to say, I'm looking forward to live email industry conference at some point because I've had so many great Zoom conversations with you and other people. It's like I just want to have a hang out and have a beer live with a bunch of these folks. It's, it'll it'll be it'll be fun. 
It is. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I had some visions for what conferences were going to look like this year. Those yeah. visions haven't panned out. Uh, I think everything's kind of slowing down, but I, I have, I have real hope for next year Next year, um, yeah. that, you know, 2022 will, we'll all be able to get together. Um, yeah. And I mean, and I will say, for those who can't that they can join us virtually yeah right like yeah. there are absolutely times where i would love to go to a conference but lo and behold i've you got you yeah. know the thing that i can't leave right yeah. and so hopefully some of this hybrid uh, model will continue as well yeah. so you know sometimes people it's you know their their companies aren't willing to pay or you know they've got a thing that their kids doing they can't get away from they're taking care of a parent they can't leave yeah, um, yeah. all you that know. life stuff yeah Exactly. There's life stuff that gets in the way, but that shouldn't limit people's ability to participate in these. Um, and so hopefully we can we can kind of work towards some hybrid models in the future yeah. as well. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, I wonder if we'll see. I wonder if we'll see the the local conference make, you know, find its own feet in this in this new alignment. It's like if there were a I'm just making this up to make the point. If there was a you know, email geeks in the Seattle area gathering. It's a 90 mile drive from me. I'd go, you know what? Actually, yeah, it's, uh, you know, no airplanes, none of that mass transit stuff. I'll, I'll hop down there for that. Yeah. Right. Well, um, ironically, I was planning on one of those. Uh, there you go, man. Those, uh, before the world kind of changed a little bit. So when yeah. the world unchanged, unchanged. Uh, <laughs> Um, when the world changes back, uh, we'll definitely uh, have you down um, and all the other uh, email geeks um, in the Pacific Northwest because, yeah, yeah fair, no, get there's together. A fair few. Yeah, there's a fair few. Well, dude, wonderful. I knew it would be to, to sit and talk with you. And I actually, I, I think this is going to be a useful uh, conversation for uh, for email marketers that are just trying to get their heads around the changes we spend a lot of time discussing. You know, it's like, It'll be a little different, but I think we're at least both looking down that road going, it's going to affect things. No matter how big the number is, it's going to affect things. Yep. Yep. The new year is, well, the fall of the new year are going to be going to be different. That's for sure. Yeah. Ho hopefully it. in a couple of different ways. In All a positive. Yeah. Though. All yeah. Positive. We'll, make, we'll make the best of it. Well, there you go. My guest today has been Brian Sisolak, VP at Trilogy Interactive. Where does someone find Trilogy if they're like, oh, my campaign needs help, TrilogyInteractive.com? Yep, uh, TrilogyInteractive.com. Contact form down the bottom of the page. Send down us a message. Love down talking. the page. Thanks, Brian. Terrific to talk with you. Hi, Dr. Matthew Dunn here. Thank you so much for listening to The Future of Email. If you're an email industry exec or marketer and you're interested in being a guest, please apply at campaigngenius.io slash future of email. If this interview was useful for you, please consider sharing it. Grab a screenshot and post it and text it. And of course, email it to your friends. If you know someone who you think would be a good guest, tag them in your post and include the hashtag future of email. I really appreciate seeing guest suggestions. It helps us a ton to keep the show interesting. We do put out new episodes and new content fairly regularly. To keep up, I would suggest subscribing. Your sharing, your rating, your reviews are the key to promoting to the show, and they mean a ton to me and to the team here. If you want to know more, go to our website, campaigngenius.io slash futureofemail, or follow me on LinkedIn. Search for Dr. Matthew Dunn. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.